started now. Well, well you get were... comfortable. Are you, are you not? Where's huh? Ian Morris gone? Oh, he's not here. He's Forgot. Not... Ah! <laughs> he doesn't care. He's not scared. He just doesn't care. No, he'll come. He'll come on eventually. We were supposed to be recording with Ian Morris today, but you know, shit happens, mate. Engaged. Yeah, shit happens twelve times in a row. But you know, to us, <laughs> only to oh, us. It's okay. So, so today, guys, uh, this is the Detroit Spinners with Miles and Gary. Hello. Uh, if that oh, wasn't hi, clear from our voices, um, as we move towards doing season four, we could do a little bit of XFM community because we've got a backload of correspondence, and I think this is a good op to yeah, read yeah, some of it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. All right. Yeah. Uh, how good are idea. you? How was your? Yeah. How was your bank holiday? How was your bank holiday Monday? It was a lot like my other days. Yeah, they all blur into one. Got some boxes delivered. Yeah. What's the list these times? Spanner and. uh, A spanner? Yeah, like a whole set of tools. So I want to fix my. From one tool to another. All right. (laughs) What are you using the tools for? Why have you got. I'm not going to get all this out now, but. No, I don't want to see it. I'm not that interested. Light DIY work. My girlfriend's got a set of screws, actually. She's quite impressive. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I do stand up, by the way. Yeah, it's good. The sort of thing I do. If you want to come see me, come to the uh, (laughs) Jury's Inn. Are you going to do a uh, another gig soon? Yeah, you say that with like some, quite rightly, with some like uh, the anticipated disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I might not do it in London. I want to do it in Brighton. Something local, close to your flat. Local, and then you can practice the lines as you're just yeah. before you go. Well, you can do it in London, really. Yeah, just, you definitely can. You remember, definitely I need can. to practice the routine more so I've mm. got it bang on and uh, I don't forget any and I don't have to practice. I just yeah. know I'm not there yet. What is your process of mem- memorizing like? Do you just yeah, like, repeat, right. I make repeat, a story repeat. between each link? I make a link, and a good tip is if you're writing it on a bit of paper, write it sort of not one down from the other like sort of one there one there one there and put do arrows to it because you remember oh yeah that bit's going like mm. that off an arc you know and then you well, go some down. people do the um the memory palace is it like that what's gone it's like you you imagine like a, a sequence of events or whatever objects as different rooms in a house and you like create links that way yeah i do that i do definitely do that with things but I create a story from beginning yeah. to end, not with stand up as such. God, my memory's dreadful. I just, I, the no, thought of that. Terrible. You I would, mean, you, the I amount don't... I have to edit out of this podcast because it's us repeating ourselves. We wouldn't have a show. No, yeah. Well, we don't, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad if we repeat ourselves a little bit. And I don't think it's that bad if we repeat ourselves a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, so I do like jokes like that. <laughs> little jokes, little thing, bother. I do love just, stuff like that. I've just finished watching The Man, His Wife, and The Canoe. The, yes, so we, the we, ITV we nearly drama. chatted about it earlier, but yeah. we said, both said save it. So, what do you save think? it? Save it. Okay, obviously, <sighs> oh, don't give away like we know what happens most people, but don't give away any ending or anything. Yeah, so what was his name? John Darwin was his name. Yeah, so John Darwin, sure. he was this guy who lived in Hartlepool and he was basically in a lot of financial debt, uh, took out multiple like credit card loans and he decided he was going to fake his own death 
by rowing out to sea in this canoe or in the show it was a kayak <laughs> and wow. uh, then he would go into hiding and they would be able to then to claim this £650,000 something crazy life so they can repay this yeah. debt yeah life insurance that's it not just repay the debt but also have a lot of money left over yeah and this show is uh, it's it's very interesting actually. It's told from the the wife's perspective, oh. um, so it's definitely does fall more on sort of her sympathies. But it's actually quite a it is kind of painted as a. I thought it was going to be a sort of quirky little story, but actually it's it's much darker than you expect it to be. And oh, there's okay. actually undertones yeah. of like psychological abuse in their relationship, and it's actually quite. He's a nasty bloke, yeah. actually. He doesn't come she across... bought that up at trial. She bought that yeah, up at trial, but the jury didn't believe. Yeah, Scared. Carl Pilkington was in it. Yes, um, that's the and thing. And it was actually, uh, it was, he hasn't, he rarely does things, does he? So it's always a bit of a joy when he does crop up in, in things, pop up in things. He doesn't and... do anything. I haven't seen him in anything. I know he did one interview, but and he does an interview as an interviewee, yeah. but he's never done something that isn't with Ricky or is not his own thing so he's done his own thing with sick of it and he's done stuff with ricky but he's never done something that isn't either so it's curious that he was like why did he say yes to this unless i don't know maybe suzanne needed a new kitchen so mm. new, new bathroom sweet <laughs> yeah, he needed something to be tired new b-day um so uh he he turns up the skin you've got you've got to wait till ep three to see him turn up right towards the end he's playing this uh pc and it cuts to him and he's being briefed by one of the sergeants and just the look just seeing him there is so funny anyway because he's obviously much older than as we remember him obviously but in his head we were just saying off off air you know he was always kind of an old wiser man maybe not necessarily wise Mm. but definitely he was wise in a way yeah the colors kind of drained from his face he's obviously a little bit older did he have much color in his face i don't remember him being so like i think you lose it don't you as you get older you uh, certainly do the still you sent me of it he didn't look it much different to how he looked. It is true. It's definitely true. I might not be true in him, but it is true what he says all those years ago. If you go bald, you don't age yeah. because you've already done your aging. You know, and you that's... just simply don't age as much. <laughs> so it didn't look much older yeah. to me in the still, but maybe moving he does. Oh, but anyway, so it cuts him. They're they're being briefed, and he just he looks at the the person who's giving the brief and he's sort of like nodding and like it was just so funny because you could see him concentrating on the mm. acting because it's obviously think... a different role because he's serious like maybe i'm over analyzing it but i think he's a good actor because when it does get into the actual interrogation of john of which that is his character's tasked with they do actually um did you leave uh, pump four at the time did you leave <laughs> pump four on your own without but he's quite good at that role that sort of interrogator role because he's like pushing him all the time he's like right so where were you where, right where you, blah, blah, blah. yeah i can imagine and you can that. sort of imagine it can't you yeah but it's funny it's well. just i think so and it yeah. was just it, it's just nice to know he's out in the world and he's doing things and uh <laughs> well he did he know he's earned enough money he doesn't have to do anything else but i think no. I, if i did was in that position i wouldn't do anything else so absolutely These little not. things i think he'll do more serious acting though in the future if he's done this and it goes down well which it probably will yeah it's quite a clever so. casting isn't it because you get all the people who you wouldn't have watched this show particularly i don't think you might have done you watch a lot of stuff but 
you watched it because of Carl, and I think a lot of people will watch it because of Carl. They're not so interested in the story, so they kind of it's a good, it's clever, it's clever. Cast. The story is actually incredibly fascinating, and even if you know the outcome of of events and the case or whatever, I definitely do recommend it because it is very interesting. Like just yeah. the, the sort of marriage of these two and their relationship, and it's. Uh, but I don't think you would have watched it, would you? Probably not. And it's on no. ITV. I don't really watch no, but, that much stuff on ITV. <laughs> All oh, right, just the BBC Nothing against and it. more for. But I will say, Eddie Marson and Monica Dolan, particularly uh, her, she is outstanding. Like you, you just your empathy is with her the, the whole time, and really? you realize, yeah, this guy and Eddie Marson's a, he's like a British icon, isn't he? He's a bit of a national treasure. No, I yeah, is he <laughs> okay? I don't know. I Take my word. No, no care about this Eddie Marson. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's go on to something which you do know more about, which is the uh, XFM shows. Oh, <laughs> Long links. Um, okay, cool. So let's kick off with L.E.M. So you know the drill, L-E-M. guys. This is your feedback, and we'll just read it out. Um, I mean, when you say we'll read it out, it's very much I will read it, out. read it out. Yeah. We've got yeah. a bit of that coming up. Uh, Ellie says, oh, okay. just, okay. uh, just list. Can I start? Um, just listen to your latest show and i am a saucer drinker woman who would love to guest on your female listener show and ellie we have reached out to ellie and more of that to come later i've been listening to the show since discovering carl in an idiot abroad back in 2010 i am an artist and end up listening to the show on repeat whilst creating every day i Mm. face the conundrum do i discover something new expand my horizons, perhaps listen to a documentary, educate myself or listen to my favourite bands. And each day I end up listening to more monkey nonsense from Carl. Unfortunately, Aww. I have yet to meet another source of drinker out in the wild. So I'm so excited at the prospect of having an IRL talk with fellow fans. In I've been involved life. in real life. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. You've been on Urban Dictionary, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been involved in several RSK communities online, but of course oh. it just isn't the same as having a proper conversation. No, and we because uh, we we drink saucer milk too. So yes, that would be. We might as well start. No, there's a, a discussion we're going to have with. Uh, the, it's rare to be a female listener. I think it was rare in the day, and it's rare now. But why is it rare? You know, what's is there's no intrinsic reason why women should like it or less like like it more or less than a man. But there are far fewer women, so we're going to interview mm. some of them. Not creepy. No, it really is panel... Truly, isn't. I oh, really. We we just we just want to have a chat. Yeah. Really? We've got a panel of female listeners, and we're gonna just have them on for a, for a chat and just. Is it like a... QI? Uh, a panel one, like QI. Yeah, and I'll be, could I'll be. be, like I'll be Alan Fiona Davis. Bruce. You... Oh, I thought it meant question time. No, no, QI. It's like I was thinking, like, when was Fiona Bruce on QI? I'm saying that it's kind of like we've got yeah three women. It'll be an open forum, and we're just. And then from there, we hope, you know, other female listeners will get in touch and we can read out feedback such as Mars is doing. And then right one of them will Ellie. potentially marry Gary. And that's yes, job yes. done. Ellie goes okay, on. so thank you, Ellie. Oh, Ellie's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Um, after the recent Facebook group poll revealed the big divide in numbers of male to female listeners, I did wonder about how we could get more women into discovering the show. On the face of it, the show clearly is male orientated. I don't think you can avoid it when all the presenters are male. However, having listened to the boys so many times, 
I think the content is very universal and the problem is actually getting women to listen uh, to give the show a chance. Perhaps those YouTube compilation videos where each video is themed uh, are more accessible. What I would hate is for the show to be feminized in inverted commas and I would find it sacrilegious to cut material out to appeal to both genders. Sure, yeah. That's true, actually, isn't it? I can understand that. Elise. Because you That's can't. Very... Who's? How would you define something as intrinsically male or female? It's no, they're, they're not, it's, is it? It's know? not. Well, the men tend to laugh at this more. Say, if it's about cars, a discussion about cars, I have no interest in cars, but it's a male discussion. But it's not. It's 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 not a mm. discussion for me. So there's no male and female intrinsically. I know what she means. She wouldn't want to be patronised. But I suppose approaching a subject, you obviously get it like, I think it's me- it's much better now, like the concentration of male comedians to, to female is certainly like in the mid like early noughties when I was growing up. It's just like panel shows were full of men. Now at least there's more women on, on telly than, than there are now. But again, I think Ellie would say probably that she doesn't, she wouldn't want women put on there for the sake of it. I'm not saying no, they have no, been. I'm just course, saying no, that no. she wouldn't want that necessarily. And they, they they contribute a lot. So it's good that, you know, it was male dominated. If you look at any episode of, say, Would I Lie to You or mm. QI, it's yeah, mainly men. But now they'll always have at least one woman on. But again, you know, you want them on because they're quality and they are, they've got it. So I get that, mm. Ellie. You wouldn't want it feminine. It would be so patronising, I oh, guess, so to a woman to feminise yeah. the show. And we'll, oh, we'll remove that because that's that's men talk. Yeah, you don't understand that. You would, mm. as a woman, you know, it's that sort of thing. I imagine. So we'll have this discussion next week. Yeah. Um. Ellie says. Plus, we are talking about content that is twenty plus years old. It is difficult to advertise anything that has slipped out of the category of being new and relevant. It would be interesting to find out how other women discover the show yeah. and what has kept them listening all these years. So please go ahead with the with the episode. I'm also curious to see if there will be a difference in which material, uh, episode quotes or insults they favoured in comparison to a male audience. Keep up the good. What? Keep up the good work, boys. Ooh, you nearly got through that whole thing without fucking <laughs> up, and then you fucked I up. Know. God, um, I know. Well, Ellie, yeah. Do you want to present it? Because we'll because I'm serious. <laughs> you, you, you've got a better grasp on it than we have. Actually, it won't be presented as such as such by us. It'll be an open discussion, including us. So yes, you can absolutely hmm. raise those issues, not issues, but points uh, next week. I'm just looking forward to having a bit of time off. I could just sit back and just let other people talk. Yeah. Well, I don't see this audience, but I do all the editing. I do everything behind the scenes <laughs> to keep the show running. And it's not it's not easy. You know, Mars no. does put his feet up a lot. Alongside all your other responsibilities, eating crisps, oh, looking I'm getting up paid by the, the dark British web. government. <laughs> getting paid by the British getting government. Getting a gun. All right. Thank you, Ellie. And we'll be uh, looking forward to... T- talking with great email love it liam barker here we go all right boys uh been a listener of your podcast for a while now i thought it was time to send an email in uh the first thing i would like to mention is that a few episodes ago gary mentioned here we go (laughs) he had a long conversation he had a long conversation with someone on twitter who was agreeing with miles and i'm pretty sure i was the person gary was referring to it was about the hold old cold debate and well, gary I... inevi- in sorry and gary no, I... inevitably conceded defeat so gary explain yourself no i conceded defeat i said actually i've listened to it about 28 times that day it should have been working and i thought yeah 
it is, is <laughs> what was it? It's hold cold. Yeah. But I, I'm sure, sure it wasn't. But yeah, I was like, I said, I'll hold my hands up. It's like, no, yeah. thanks, Liam. It's great to put him in his place. <laughs> Especially when I'm getting like really, like, I'm, I'm, I wasn't getting angry, but I was like proper, <laughs> like pushing my view. And I was like, no, it's old. And then, no, as soon as I was like, oh, it's hold, I was, I was very conciliatory. And I said, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> um, okay, now that that's out of the way, I wanted to say that I look forward to your guys' podcast every week or two. It goes out because uh, <laughs> we're very <laughs> we're obviously Three, nothing if weeks. not inconsistent. Listen, we post every eight <laughs> weeks, whether what come <laughs> rain or shine. Nothing brings me more joy than to fall asleep to the XFM shows every night. And once you guys finish your podcast, you will be added to the rotation of XFM Ricky Gervais podcasts. Guide twos and specials. That is literally the biggest compliment. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely, lovely. Um, The correct order of listening to them, by the way, is in chronological order, then the podcasts, then the guide twos, and lastly, the specials. Um, Uh, I I think that is a fair judgment, isn't it? That's one way of doing it. I tend to just... I think most people dip in and out of series two, like randomly, but Hmm. I would say, yeah, that's that gives you a good pull on. I wonder how long, Liam, how long does that take you, just incidentally, to get through everything that they did audio-wise? How long does that take? I might try it. Obviously, we're going back to series one after we do series four, which is starting in a couple of weeks. I don't know if I'd count it. And I don't know if I'd count it. If you're asleep, you're not really taking in or absorbing the shows, are you, by osmosis? No, but you can, they they go into your consciousness. So you can have think... dreams about them. Yeah, I've had dreams about pointless, I mean, yeah, I think pointless we all contestants. Because yeah. like, I'm listening <laughs> to Pointless when I go to sleep, you know, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I started listening to series four in preparation for when we do um, start in a couple of weeks. We'll we'll move on to that. I, um, I by the way, haven't been doing any preparation <laughs> whatsoever until the day before. It, it, no, it is funny, actually, because I worked through the six in about, you know, a couple of days. And um, good, you do get the sense stuff. that they are sort of, this is, I should... They are they are definitely trailing off, and there's a yeah. sense of they're a getting bored, b running out of material, and c you know it's definitely becoming that bit more planned. It's uh, yeah planned. That's what I was just going to say. It is uh, reminiscent of the podcast, but there is it is still it it exists in between the great series two and one and the podcasts themselves it's a bit better than the podcasts but it's still not quite the same there's a there's a lot of funny stuff in there about Arnie Norris oh like but it's well, definitely planned and Carl because by that time Ricky was like oh well that went down well so he, everything like they they don't script it but he no. definitely says right we're gonna do this well, this this and we're gonna yeah. get through it and you're gonna react in that way uh, roughly and yeah. well my main highlights were like obviously do the do well should you be doing Oh, I'm gonna get through. I mean, I don't now. know if you should. I'll, be I'll, I'll blitz through them. Is the um uh dear, dear, with... dear, 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 dear. no no turn the light off. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. It's Andrew. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> and then there's um, Steve DJing at the wedding, which I think is really funny. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, Down syndrome kid on train, and uh, oh yeah, that, Ricky, that, yeah, that's it for. And Ricky and Carl going away for that golf away day and having a chat that's with you. That's good. <laughs> so anyway. I, like, I like the bit about Auntie Nora um, from memory. Auntie Nora and oh, in Nuts magazine, they're trying to. They're saying he's doing so many things, but not saying Auntie Nora. And he, 
And then it, yeah. it's basically so, so obviously that. Auntie Nora. And then yeah. Ricky goes, we've done it. We've said it right. <laughs> says, well, let's look, 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 look up her skirt by accident. Oh, yeah. I wasn't suggesting you would <laughs> like. Um, okay, cool. Here we go. Moving on. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on series one of XFM, which is one of my favourite series. As Steve gets a bit more spotlight and has some cracking lines throughout series one, I feel that Steve is a hundred percent underrated when it comes to the XFM shows and deserves a bit more credit. But it's constantly overshone by Ricky and Carl. I hope one day he will join you on the podcast. Ditto. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I agree. That's your latest podcast I'm currently listening to right now, you guys are debating whether or not there is any planning that goes on for the shows. I think there must be a small amount of planning that happens, as there are some shows that gel almost too perfectly together for it to seem unplanned. Either that or they are the greatest radio show that ever existed. I can't no. remember how many times any of them have really stumbled over their words at all through the entire series. Even Carl, who didn't want to originally be on the show, is pretty much a world-class speaker. Yeah. Well, Ricky stumbles on his words on purpose in oh. a very clever way, which makes... And I still can't... I can't deconstruct that, but he just does. It's just mm. good. But yeah, in general, they don't stumble over their words. I mean, we don't. I mean, Mars does quite a bit. I'm not saying I never do. But... Do you want to read her email? So, no, no. Um, but Liam, yes, uh, thank you. I think you're probably banned, though, for what you said at the beginning. So we'll, Well, he did say, uh, this email is getting too long now and I'm sick of emailing to you, mates. Yeah. So please keep up the fantastic work. I hope you no. carry on the podcast Aww. with the Ricky Gervais podcast and Guy Twos and possibly even the individual shows and movies they do cheers liam i'm pretty sure i'm like the sixth liam to email in pssss uh, i'm from new zealand and i don't th- think the give it a lick caller is a kiwi liam you're mental no i love it I, great email i think they are but if you're a new zealander where is she from if she's not from new zealand maybe south africa maybe but south we're africa. getting into cliches of stereotypes of sort of she's talking about the night <laughs> i can't believe it can't believe it. Okay. Do you want another email? They shoot the farmer. Oh, don't even, don't include that. That's South African, my South African accent. That's but, good, man. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you, Liam. That's really good, really good uh, analysis. And uh, I look forward to going back to series one and, and doing series four as well. And uh, yes, I might, I might take up your suggestion and go chronologically one day through everything. Uh, this next one is from Adam Kiefer. I'm suspicious. <laughs> Dear Mars and Gary, big fan of the podcast and fascinating oh, to learn of there being such a wide community of RSK fans. I think that should that should always be noted, shouldn't it? That the fact that the amount of lovely people who email us and you just think uh, you it does take you by surprise sometimes. I suppose because we're doing this podcast, we automatically assume that everyone. I do, I do sort of expect more people to listen and sort of, but. You still forget that it is actually a very niche right. thing. Yeah, well, no, we don't, because when we look at the figures, we oh. know this. Quite... No, but our figures are quite are all right. But um, yeah, it is niche. But to us, because when you're in something niche, you're like more into it than you would be if you just had a sort of, if it wasn't niche, but it was more widely known. But the people who knew it weren't that interested, but they knew it. Whereas because it's niche... Everyone who knows it is super into it. 
Exactly, and that makes yeah. it seem like, oh, wow. Like if, oh, well, we got that email. Well, where, yeah, yeah. where are the next 28 emails sort of coming in? That, But no, we don't want loads of emails. Your emails are great as they are. Uh, just a, a couple of points okay. that have occurred to me from this thing through your back catalogue. I appreciate this might be a bit long to read out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my best go at it anyway, Adam. Number one, it's interesting to hear you both refer to Ricky as being a multi-millionaire around series two and series three of the XFM shows. I'd be very surprised if that was the case given that although the office became wildly successful it was still a bbc2 sitcom and not backed by huge money the stand-up was early days as well for ricky and i imagine the money uh, from the us version of the office would take years to start coming through likewise ricky's corporate gigs whilst highly paid would not push someone into multi-millionaire territory whilst they were obviously extremely financially uh, comfortable there is a huge difference between quickly becoming successful and financially comfortable and being a multi-millionaire. I think I do actually agree with Adam, to be fair. Like, I think when we say multi-millionaire, I think what we're trying to say is like it's more of a euphemism for very, very rich. Isn't yeah, it? I, I can't I can't remember saying that he was a multi-millionaire. You have said that a few a million, times. A millionaire yeah. or multi-millionaire. Both. I said it. I don't think he's, you know, I think um, it's more the potential he knew he had then. You know, if you're earning that much then, if you earn £900,000 in a year, you know, you you kind of a multi-millionaire in the sense that you, you've got so much earning power then, you you will go on, to, you know you will go on to more than that. But yeah, if I, I probably, probably not a multi-millionaire, so if I've said that, I recant. But I think he might have been a millionaire, you know, for, on that boundary if you if you include whatever property he had as well they talk about never ricky never leaving w1 now mars you live in london think of how think of how much how rich you have to be to live in w1 i, I lived in wc1x1 that's, but that's totally different they they do that for stupid uh, you know for poor people uh, they're right. the sea no but uh, w1 is like soho that's yeah like, yeah you know yeah. you have to be quite well off i'd love to live around there i tell you I'd love Can you imagine that. or just have having like one? I mean, okay, so do you know the debate is how much do you know how much how much money do you think is a significant amount of money for someone to change in their personality? For it to change. Oh, well, it depends. I mean Because you mentioned his earning power. If you know you know why so where did his ego come from then? If not his He's money He's always had the ego, but he, he did it in a funny way, like he never hides the ego. That's the funny thing. They talk about it like, you know, the chats where Steve gets left out of the uh, David yeah, Bowie meet mean. and all yeah. of that. Like, he, he plays on his ego, but he does it well. So he's. I think the ego's just generally been there. I don't, I don't think money has changed him. I don't think money's changed him. I think fame has changed him. But money, I do believe, hasn't. And I know he has turned down several. I believe him when he says, I turned down that advert hmm. to do millions. You know, I totally believe that. And people have egos for different reasons, don't they? Like I, I think we all have egos for yeah. Different... Ricky's isn't money. Related. You certainly, um, Gary. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's projection and a half, my friend. I don't think um. Mars... No, I probably t- I do in some ways. Probably oh, do. I <laughs> fuck me, you do. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus. I, I know, know it's Easter, but Jesus Christ has risen. You do. Never mind the beard. Where have you been for three? Have you reposted that? Yeah, that's that meme is amazing. You're a genius. It's got Jesus emerging from a rock. He's bearded. And Mary Magdalene's there. Never mind the beard. (laughs) Mary Magdalene. When have you ever heard Mary Magdalene? No, but I do think like. 
yeah. Well, I do think people's like egos can come naturally, can't they? I suppose just a personality. No, this trait, was, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, number two. This is from Adam. I was surprised to hear of the generally accepted wisdom that the XFM shows are so much better than the podcasts. Mm-hmm. In my head, I've always had them on more of a par. Although in hindsight, I certainly re-listen to the XFM shows more. Uh, more so, maybe I subconsciously prefer them. Interestingly. My wife, however, cannot listen to the XFM shows and only likes the podcasts, which I think mm. is perhaps due to the fact that she cannot um, bear the the Carl and Steve awkwardness, which sometimes arises on the radio shows and is not present on the podcast. Now, that's mm. to mm. me, that's the best stuff of the XFM shows is that kind of. Um, yeah. Uh, you no, know the antagonism Carl and the Steve. yeah the Carl versus Steve part. That's like a massive thing for me. If I, if it, you know, the shows would be less because of that if if that yeah. didn't exist but then i i do appreciate that probably a lot of people came to rsk through the podcast and therefore i think whatever you listen to first will probably reflect a lot of your views and opinions because you will always have a fondness for those things you yeah know? it's a bit like recency bias you kind of what's recency stuff? bias well, it's like if you if you have a poll of something what's the best xyz you're you, there's a bias towards what's recent so what you've seen last so if you do stuff historically they, they it doesn't the further back it goes the less well it does like even if it's mm. a poll of something that was more popular than something is at the time okay um yeah steve versus carl doesn't happen on the podcast that's a good point that's one of the reasons i don't like podcasts i never thought about it like that but yeah steve is always in the role above carl you know, he operates kind of, he's kind of a, in a social strata above Carl, whereas in the podcast and the XFM shows, that flips sometimes. Yeah. And Carl becomes like dominant over Steve, which is funny. It doesn't, yeah, well, you're right. I don't think it happens on the podcast. I think if you went back and listened to all of them, Adam, you would, you would think, oh, the, probably that, yeah, the radio shows are a lot better. But that's just me. I just, yeah, I think it's my opinion, certainly. And I think most people's, but there are definitely people who, just prefer the podcast i know people who won't who love the uh, idiot abroad say but they will never yeah. listen to the radio shows. do you know just, though i'm surprised um i was on like reddit as i, I do often spend a lot of oh, my yeah. time in the week and uh, oh love an ass and they uh yeah. <laughs> and they do all these polls you know they always crop up don't they what's your top 10 rsk materials and all that and um I was always surprised that an idiot abroad consistently rates probably on like fourth or fifth. To me, that's top tier. I think we've done it before, but I would definitely go XFM in a really weird way. I I kind of would put it on the same level as The Office, an idiot abroad. Really? No. I I'd... love I love an idiot abroad so so much. I can't tell you how much I love no. it. I've I've listened to it. I keep. I've got them on audio. I've got them. I watch it and listen to it all. The, it's my comfort. If I'm ever in a hotel, that is like the thing I will watch to go to sleep because I just. I'm so comforted by it. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. But I'd say the office top above. No, of course. Yeah, that's just me. And then yeah, that comes in at number three. Yeah. So you're saying what do they put before it then? Because I'll assume the office and the experiment. I mean, the podcasts are always right before it, and the animated show. Oh, really? No. Even even the outlaws in a few cases has risen quite up to the top. Again, do you know what that is? Recency bias. Ricky bias. An example of recent. Well, recency bias. It's recency bias. A Ricky recency bias. Um, Ooh, number three. This is why we do a podcast. Adam still, that. sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot has been said 
uh, about the non-Kyle episodes and how that impacts on the Ricky-Steve dynamic. Huh? Ricky clearly has a hell of a lot more fun when Kyle is around, and this is presumably why that was the direction the show went in. However, I suspect Steve may have preferred the episodes when Carl is not there, and I would imagine that they are a lot more creatively satisfying for Steve, as they involve a lot more skits and anecdotes, etc. Whereas the Carl episodes require less comedic creativity from Steve. If you ever get the chance to interview Steve, it would be interesting to get his thoughts on this. Would he have preferred a probably less successful radio show where he and Ricky could have explored their double act a bit more uh, outside of the writer's room? Anyway, thanks for all the content. Would be interesting to get your thoughts on the above. But again, I appreciate it might be a bit long for the pod. It's not too long, mate. We'll always read these things. And it's good to give us because we need some material as well. Yeah, Adam, could you write in every week? No, do you know what? though? That is... Do you know that is a fantastic dissection and and it's theory, it's very actually. good. Uh, what was the last thing he said? So do you think Steve was a little bit less? Oh left yeah, out I do, I do think Steve Steve was creative comedically uh, on all the shows, even where it's against him. He's kind of he's funny. He does it. He makes it funny. But there's certainly more. Yeah, there probably is more skits during the Claire episodes. I don't know about the Ian Canfield because I'm. Even though we recently reviewed it, I'm not as familiar with it. But yeah, I guess there are more. It's probably, yeah, he is more creative. I think he's just, it's that fear. That fear's gone from him. Because hmm. he's always in fear. Like, even if he doesn't, he's not in fear of his life, but he's always in fear that it could turn. And he knows it could turn. And he knows Kyle could turn it. But Claire's never going to do that. Hmm. And I think that's why. And also, they're trying to impress Claire in a way that they're not trying to impress Kyle. But take, but even take Claire out of the equation, because I, I do, I think Steve had very high hopes when he went into radio, and he does say it, you know, he says, you know, mm. I really wanted to be on radio. It was a big aspiration, a bit of a life goal for him. And then he gets thrown together with Carl and the show kind of takes on its own shape. But I think deep down, he kind of would have liked to have done just a show with, with Ricky, and maybe he could then become more of a voice, because... I do think Steve always um, is in the shadow of someone else. Like when they are writing, he's in the shadow of of Ricky. When they're in the three uh, during the XFM years, he's in the shadow of Carl. Like he's always in the background, somewhere existing. So when he is given that opportunity to move into the spotlight, he will take that opportunity. Mm, I don't see him as being too holding back. I don't know. I don't see him in the background really. Yeah, but think of it like um... yes, but he's quite comfortable. There'll be there'll be lots of Ricky and Steve just mm. talking, and Carl's not involved at all for minutes and minutes and minutes. And but there's, do you know there's that some explains... of Ricky and Carl talking, and Steve's in the background. I think he's I think he's oh, comfortable yeah. with that. I don't think he sits there thinking. I I don't think he's no. I don't. I wanted either. to get into radio, and this is kind of I'm being overshadowed by someone here. I think even at that stage, he appreciated the uniqueness of Carl and how lucky they were. To have Certainly, him. I'm not saying never he thought that. Of course, at times yeah. he must have thought that, but don't. Think but that. I think that is reflected later when he does stuff for like BBC Radio Six, like the Steve Show, where he is actually given that opportunity to do something that is just for him do you know what that I mean? was cancelled well it was cancelled well there was, i don't know if it was cancelled they just did the series i think they cancelled it i think i read it was cancelled but you know he's obviously good i think he wants to i don't think he'd want to do the steve show ideally i think ideally he'd like to do rick with ricky and carl not not these days but you know these days he's done lots of stuff on his own now the outlaws was him he wasn't overshadowed by anyone mm. although he still writes himself a role 
within mm. the script that is overshadowed in a way that Ricky doesn't overwrite himself. I just think it's like in when in those years when you are really young and you are so like driven and motivated and you just want everything all at once. Yeah. And I think you well, can like definitely. <laughs> But I definitely think you can see that with Steve. He's just he wanted he was so hungry for, you know, that creativity and and you know, but you know, his creativity. it always it always kind of it's always clear they've had a real big success with the office because I think Steve would genuinely have got annoyed if Ricky was jeopardizing, which he does several points, jeopardizing <laughs> their future on radio. I think yeah. I mean, Steve always comes even when he's being dissed, he comes across as like. Yeah, we've got that huge success in our bag. And yeah, maybe not multi-millions, but they've certainly got a lot of like kudos and money. And they've got mm. a second series that they know is going to happen. So I think Steve's quite relaxed, actually, compared with... Yeah. I mean, you've listened to more Series Zero. I don't know. Do you feel he's not... Maybe he's not like that then? Because they hadn't written the office then. Come I out. think he loved uh, doing doing Series Zero and just being given... But Ricky, Ricky, Ricky gets on him. Like, but I think one. Ricky gives like, him the confidence to do. They they both complement each other. Ricky was necessary to give Steve the confidence, and Steve uh, was very good for Ricky as well. But I think you know he was so unafraid on in those series two shows. Uh, Steve we're talking about, and it's just great to listen to. And they do work as a comedy du- duo, like as you know, you can imagine them probably doing stand up together, maybe at one point. Yeah, not now, but not now. Then, yeah, but the, not that. But um, <laughs> no, but Steve, yeah, I don't think Steve is afraid because he's he knows he's got some success. He knows he doesn't need the radio show, but he's enjoying it. And even at the points where he's been made fun of, he's kind of he's aware of it. And he's he's actually he's apart from one or two instances, he's actually furthering it. He's mm. making he's saying things that make it, you know, embed it. So I think he's quite happy with his position. But yeah, it's um, an interesting point. I think he's certainly does enjoy the limelight because he's made all what he's made um, all the programs that he's made I'm fighting with my family and the outlaws but I don't think he's that he's not like Ricky and Carl doesn't like the limelight either I think he wanted to direct something and to make something himself and he has done but again he wrote himself small roles or no roles so I don't think he's like fame hungry so I don't think he's as bothered in serious I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think it's don't like, I don't think it's fame hungry. Yeah. Um, cut all and that, I'll... cut all that, what I just said. No, I'm really? joking. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I'm joking. Okay. Leave this in as well. Okay. I was missing. Right. It took, it took uh, me about half an hour to get through it, so like, don't. <laughs> no, I was getting a bit bored. I know, um, I was bored of, <laughs> bored of myself, mate. No, it was good. Okay, our last one is from Stacey B, who will be our oh. other panellist on the uh, female special. Hello, Stacey. Um, Do we not invite Adam? Adam doesn't have the credentials, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Stacey says, I love the dynamic between you and Gary. Uh, Question. If we were to compare you to the XFM trio, which person would you say you and Gary are most like in your approach? Careful, let me finish. Like in your approach out of RSK. E.g., I feel like you'd be, uh, because this is... I was talking to Stacey via email. I, I feel oh. because I, I respond to the emails. I feel like you'd be a Stephen. <laughs> Gary would be a Gervais. Both humorous in different ways. Gary is more deadpan, but you're more expressive. Gary's 
sometimes tends to interrupt you. I've read this, LOL. By the way, I don't know what it <laughs> LOL. I'm sure Gary would not appreciate me uh, pointing that out, but I do love oh, how you well, LOL together. makes it all it's, better. It's hilarious. No, it's, it's um, you read the emails out, and Gary doesn't. The list goes on. Yeah. Uh, be interested to know your take on it, and indeed that of other listeners. It's the one um, that I do not open my own mail. Miles opens all my mail at home yeah, as well. Yeah. I send it all to him. He does that. Uh, no, I would uh, I would agree with that. I'm happy Probably, to take yeah. on the Stephen role. I do see you as a more uh, Gervais figure. Than yeah, not in fat terms of I ego. Mean, <laughs> fat. Yeah, the fat certainly. <laughs> not in terms of the money. I haven't no. got the money that he's got. I would, Stacey, I would just say it. Yeah, yeah, but... Absolutely not. The house and the But house no, that's there. probably... Sometimes I think I'm more Steve. I mean, it's interesting that neither of us are Carl. I don't know if that's a good or bad I've thing. I've never... Yeah, I've never seen any similarities. I, I, I think we all sometimes so say unique. things that are a little bit like Carl, don't we? Yeah, like, but little... we've already know we're doing but it But I think what Carl's got, which... And they do say this in series one is, you know, um, Carl is more comfortable with, with with his opinions. And I actually think that's such a good life lesson generally, just to say whatever's on your mind, even if you think it's like a bit controversial or offensive. And, you know, obviously read the room, you know, yeah. obviously. Read, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the, say the most... The <laughs> no, but I don't also agree with people who just say the most offensive thing just to get a reaction either, because that's just pathetic. But I, I think there is definitely something to be said of, you know, having the confidence to go, oh, I'm just going to throw this out there and see if people agree with me or not. Because, you know, generally speaking, someone will agree with you, I, I bet. And you might even be stating the obvious, but I, but even the obvious will be funny. Yeah, well, not always, but sometimes. I mean, I, I think I've done that on this show. And I, I did. Sometimes I said mm. things in it that they haven't been said before and they're quite con- controversial opinions. But in general, I do that. Not always. But yeah, it's a good good life lesson to kind of say what you th- say, what you think, as long as it's not, you know, anything to do with the rise of fascism. And not like in that. one of those annoying big brother people that goes, I just say what comes into my head. I think as, I say what of... comes into my head. Don't use that. No, but um, to be confident enough in your opinions to express them is is a good is a good thing yeah, in general. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to take on the mantle of being more like Steve. I am a bit more like a classical presenter. I think I'm more. I'm not like a. Well, we've had some other people say you present like you're good. You'd be a make it as a professional presenter, but I would. Oh, I would be great on Sat- the- I would be great on Saturday morning telly for kids TV. I'd love well, that. Well, you're you're not allowed. Genuinely, to- would love that. A mile of children, so or like do a drive time show or something. Yeah, but what could I do? Because the person said, "Oh, we, I, oh. I don't, I'm not like a presenter." But he said, "Like, um, it's like I'm listening to you down the pub." Like, I, don't I mean, you that. could just be down. I don't the pub. That. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I do. I'd love it. No, you'd be on stage, wouldn't you? You're, a, you're a classic. Oh, well, well, you're I a classic, depressed, it. miserable stand-up. That's what you uh, are. Well, I'm actually not. So, yeah, well, I'm know. everything but the stand-up. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I think I'm, yeah, I think I could present on radio and you could do stand-up. We're good, at, we're good. there's a good mix, humanism. Yeah, it's no dead wood. Um, thank you, everyone, for getting yeah. in touch. Uh, that was uh, all of thank our correspondence you. for this week's XFM in the community. No, it was good. It, bloody no, it was good. Sh- but, thank yeah, you for we're, everyone we're... to heed our call. Uh, Spinners he podcast won't say that the microphone's off. Sorry. Spinnerspodcast at gmail.com if you want Woo! to uh, send in your emails or on Twitter, that's Spinners Podcast. Thank you, Ellie, Liam, Adam, and Stacey. Lovely emails, lovely long emails, and we like that. 
and sometimes we do these specials to kind of um, not get through them. Like I was going to say get through them like they're, you know, a burden, but they're not. We love them. Thank you for your input. Yeah. Much appreciated. And keep emailing in. And uh, yeah, I've asked a couple of questions along the way and let me know and we will get into a dialogue over email and show. No, I agree. And next week's, uh, is it Stacey and Dilly? Yes, Stacey and Annie, be, yeah. going to be recording a women's, a women's hour. Because it's ladies' night. And <laughs> Imagine if we played that at the beginning, like, <laughs> just to make them feel comfortable. Oh, God. Poor, poor, poor. Please uh, what are you going to do for the rest of your bank just, holiday? I'm just going to think of all the bits that were cut out of what we just uh, put out. <laughs> um, no, I did a bit of work and I don't yeah. know. We're just going to chill out. Maybe we'll do a bit of writing, but I don't, I don't yeah. think we'll do a bit of writing later in the week. We're, Mars and I are writing something. If you're interested, you want to ask about that, let us know. No one's interested, probably. I'm going to go and watch the uh, Northman at I the didn't cinema. Ask. Okay. Well, I'm to, uh, at the Castle Cinema in Hackney. Um, no, is that Hackney? Clapham. Clapham. Miles said Clapham. to me, uh, uh, he's just describing it to me, he just said it's re- there's lots of blood and Vikings or something. Yeah, it's going to be quite is? violent. And it's about three hours long and it's quite oh. late. <laughs> don't know how I'm going to stay just... awake. I always get so worried because I fall asleep at cinemas quite a lot. Miles, Miles was once in the cinema with his girlfriend and uh, she got yeah, up to, oh. to go to the toilet and he walked He walked out and uh, she was just like waiting for him and she kept, he wasn't there. He didn't come back for the entire film. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so she walked out and it, basically he'd gone to the pub because he, well, yeah. he couldn't be bothered. Halfway through, left the film, rang me the next day, mortified. Like, yeah. how do I, how do I, oh, okay. That's why I would never, that's why I don't recommend watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because, uh, it's not Tarantino's mm. best. Okay. Awful, awful, awful film. He's, he speaks well of you. So. I mean, I will always remember that film for the wrong reasons. <laughs> okay. You didn't even see the second half of it. No. My God, no. a lot of power. Oh, God. Mm. I know. Anyway, uh, have a good uh, week, everyone. Happy Easter. We'll s- happy egg. <laughs> yeah. Happy egg. Let's leave so- it there.